well, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> this is what happened. I was ready to say. That's what yeah, happened when you were live radio. It just came in. It just came in. So oh, I mean, hey. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but we're here. Um, he didn't think he was ready, Marnie. I don't know what it was. I, it, 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 I mean, I, my mood is real different to right now. I, I don't know what's going on. So look, now my house phone is ringing. <laughs> it's just a lot. Uh, but welcome to Talk Lately. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween to everyone on October the 31st at 7.04 p.m. right here on Be Exposed Media, BeExposedRadio.com. I am joined, as you can tell, by, by my favorite person right now, Chaz City, Chaz Frill, the Empress Lady Kick Mix. Of oh, the really? I know it's Halloween. You saying I'm your favorite people. You don't even like people. <laughs> That's my costume for the night. <laughs> so... All right, so we actually do have a lot to talk about, but I am trying to figure out right now why this thing keeps uh, freezing on us. Um, I'm missing something for one. Let me see if this is it. That's what I was missing. <laughs> Um, so look, no, we do have a lot to talk about from, um, you know, of course, Donald Trump. Um, hold on, let me get my papers together because that pausing thing that happened in the beginning of the show was throwing me completely off. Uh, let's go ahead and switch to the screen anyway. Um, so we got from Donald Trump to Matthew Perry to Lizzo. Uh My paperwork is Ron DeSantis, John Hopkins, James uh, Channing Tatum, Zoe Kravitz, all of Trump's children. It's a lot to go through. Harley Quinn, you know, and then it's Halloween. So I don't know if you got any plans or are out there um, trick or treating. I hope nobody knocks on my door. That's why it's completely dark in here. I'm sitting in my kitchen all the way in the back of my house with the lights off, trying to act like I'm not home. So no trick or treating. I got Twix. I do got Twix, but they're for me. Those those candies are mine. <laughs> no, I'm not sharing these Twix. I got two packs, well, you know, the two packs of the little tiny Twix and the 12 pack um, little box. Yeah. Two, but they for me. These are my treat, the treats that go in my little lunch bag that I make for myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't do that. I've never actually been the person to open my door when somebody says trick or treat. I've never been that person. I'm not, I mean, um, I like Halloween. I like um, the essence of it, but past my house. Just keep going. I'm oh, my goodness. Well, I loved it. Usually, you know, I give away candies. I'll sit out on the steps versus them answering, having to answer the door. Mm-hmm. Oh, with a bowl, with a bowl of candy, giving it out. Yes, and I just rolled through Canton area over East Baltimore where I used to go as a child and everyone is out. It was good to see. And that's kind of how they was doing the styling. Everyone was in front of their door. Um, But, you know, yeah, nowadays, yeah, that's a little skeptical, you know, people knocking on your door and coming, you know, every now. So I definitely get that. But get them children some candy. 
Oh, it's a bowl out there, Monty. I've learned my lesson. I mean, being a germaphobe already, it that it just no, no, thank you. And then knowing that you know most people, and I'm and I'm saying most, not some, not a little, not a minority. I'm saying most people are disgusting. And no And talk about disgusting. Like, can you believe some people are still putting things in the candy? So, anyone out in Halloween land tonight getting these candies for these kids, still do be careful because people are still doing treacherous things. It's insane to candy. And that's why I can't get with it. (laughs) That's why I stay away from the whole entire process. Um, Because if I'm really want, if you really want candy, just go get yourself some candy. I mean, seriously, I, I don't have to go um, panhandling to people's front doors for candy. Because that's really what it is, ain't it? To get one piece, <laughs> right? right <but> you, <laughs> going, trick, going a, trick or treat, but the trick, but the trick is on you because you walked all them and you could just walk to the store. And I, mean, I don't it. have any experience yeah. of anybody, you know, you know, of taking a piece of candy and biting into it. There'd be a razor blade in the middle. I don't have that kind of experience. But hearing the stories of people that have or people that have bitten to candies and they had a bit broken off piece of syringe in it, uh-uh, I'm out. Count me out. I'm not yes, doing it. That's a mess. That's a, that's a devious soul, baby. Yes. And then you can't figure, you don't know who it came from because it's mixed amongst the other candies from the other houses that you visited. Just give me a roll of toilet paper. Let me TP your house and we'll be good. And I'm right. good. It's giving your greedy ass. I'm going to fix you. But it's, you know, it's some devious that shit. Like, who sits and does that, though? Like, that's crazy. Evil, evil people sit and do that. That's the thing. And I'm not going to be a part. I can't, I just, I just don't want to be a part of it. I just don't. It's just not something that I want to be a part of. On the giving and the receiving end, you know, giving out the candy or going to the people's doors and receiving the candy. I mean, I'm too big for it anyway at this point. Right. And I mean, and down at this point, it might be out there right now doing it. But if it was my kid, he not my, you know, (laughs) he wouldn't be out there. Look, I can buy you we usually are the givers, right? We usually are the givers, and I'll go to the store and buy candy, and I'm like, who needs all that candy anyway? Um, but then also, on the other hand, right, like, if you are the person giving away the candy, and you're not putting anything in the candy, and then you got people, like, I'm giving you this candy for free, and I got you going home checking this shit, thinking that I'm the devious type. <laughs> But it's not just you. It's everybody. Everybody has the the guise of being the one that might do it. I'm not just picking out. So you know, it's not just certain people because most of the time, they're, and nowadays, these parents, our parents, are actually more cognizant of that and only go to people that they know, go to houses that they actually know the people. They're not just right. going to stranger houses. So that's what's changed since we were children. We, right. we were children. We didn't care who house we went to. We just wanted the damn candy. It could have right. been um, <laughs> Ipecac and iodine or all of the candy, and we would have never knew. <laughs> because we Not at all. We got home anyway. Not at all. And I think they were doing that more so back then now than now. And I'll never remember checking none of my candy. I was chancing it. I was playing Russian roulette. <laughs> that's exact, and that's exactly what it was. Russian roulette. 
That's crazy. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, but better safe than sorry, guys. So just be safe out there. You know, some people, you know, we have the skeptics. Some people, oh, I don't celebrate that. It's just look at it as an evil holiday anyway. But it's just grow fun. Up. You know, I think it's fun. I like to see grow the children. It, it's as well as up. The dressed up. Exactly. Like, we know. what All oh, you worshiping evil and like, nah, get out of here. First of all, who's worshiping anything? We're, we're out here trying to have a good time and dress up and play dress up. It's not about worshiping anything. It's not anybody went to, it's not like anybody goes to church and say it's Halloween. It's come, calm down. That's that religious bullshit that everybody wants to be in. And I, you know, I have no parts of that. It's what it's really about is having a good time on a day that's created for having a good time and eating candy. Right. And that's what I get from it. I love it. I love to see people dressed up. I love to see people being creative, especially I know a lot of people buy costumes, but I love to see people using their own creat creativity to, you know, make them a costume and make, you know, outfits. I like it. It's fun. Dressed up, not be yourself for a day. And it's fun. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I always put that as fun. But right. Stop that bullshit. <laughs> My point. Exactly. So, um. I was going somewhere with this Halloween chat, though, too. Oh, so today, um, I don't even think I need this, but I'm trying to put that in there. Um, my best friend came over today to have me help her, you know, get her hair together for her um, her costume. I thought I had a, um, a image, but I don't. Uh, she's going as Harley Quinn from, you know, DC Comics, Joker's the Joker's girlfriend. And I had to, um, she came over here to, for me to dye half her head red <laughs> and put in her ponytails. Yep. And it looks cute. I can't wait to get the pictures so I can show you guys the pictures because they're very, very cute. Um, but that was my experience with Halloween. Otherwise, I'm going to be right in here in the dark, which is why we don't have any phones today. So you can text us at 443-642-9403. Um, but the phone lines are not going to be working today because, like I said, I'm hiding. It's completely dark. If I go down where the phones are, um, somebody might see a light on and start knocking. And then they're going to get embarrassed when I come through the um, through the ring. Tell them, get the hell away from here! Oh, witch. <laughs> that is what I'm giving today. Ain't no goddamn candy. <laughs> well, I'm dressed up today. I'm I'm a troll. I gotta send you a picture of me. Oh, and what, what was the, what was best friend given? You, she did half red, half black. What was her um? What inspired her costume? Well, I didn't see the full on uh, full costume. That's why I said she only came over here to get a hair for me to fix her hair in the two ponytails like Harley Quinn. So that's what she got. Right, I. I Put that together for her so i can't wait for you know so maybe next week when we come back on i can show the picture um because i know they're they're supposed to be doing some kind of possibly a tiktok video so uh once that's all together if um we have time in next week's show i'll show you um the you know the complete ensemble of her being harley quinn um I mean, they had like, I mean, she had lines and everything. So I think this is going to be like a nice little skit, like, like a full version skit of them doing a Harley Quinn thing. So I can't wait to show you guys that next week. Hopefully, um, 
she'll send me the video. <laughs> I'll see it or something. It'll pop up here. Um, if it comes up tonight, maybe I'll show it tonight, but I don't know. I don't know where they're going. So whatever they're doing, it was it's probably happening in the next hour because I'm sure she has to work tomorrow at 7 a.m. Anyway. That sounds nice, though. Just fun. See, it told you sounds like fun. Right. That's it. That's it. That's why I say this is a, ho this is a, a, a holiday for fun. For intrigue, for scary notions, for going to haunted houses, for it's not anything about worshiping. Just because you see people dressed like the devil, no one actually knows what the devil looks like. So give up the give give it up. Even though we got this image of this red thing with horns, no one's ever seen them. So stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, let's move on. And I wanted to start with this one too, because just because it's funny as hell. <laughs> so, yeah, please stop it. Look, I was ready. I had my, I was on mute and didn't realize it. I was like, you surely don't know what he looked like, but I can give you a few examples because I didn't came across some devils in my lifetime. Right, but those are the images that you you created for yourself to, to identify evil, right? That is not something that you've known personally. That is not nothing that somebody, you know, stood in front of you and told you that they were Satan or the devil or anything like that. These are imagery that was created by either cartoon drawers or movies and, and made these images real pronounced in your mind. So now we got these red devil costumes with these pitchforks and all this other kind of stuff. Well, if he was a real devil and with all the powers of that that come with it, what do you need the pitchfork for? Tell me about it. Okay, all right. That's all I wanted to say. If <laughs> y'all tonight, because I'm busy. <laughs> so this first case that we have up here is uh, talk lately versus uh, Ron DeSantis and his actual height. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Oh so, my goodness! You know, I don't even fuck. You know, mess. I'm trying to stop cussing so much. I don't even mess with Twitter or X, what is what it's called now. But just this one particular day, and I think that was probably Sunday. When I talked to you, Monday into Sunday, Sunday into Monday. And, and I was telling Chastity that I had just finished looking at these videos of Governor Ron DeSantis down in Florida of his um, stature. Let's go with that word. <laughs> because what's hilarious about it is this man clearly has a, a height issue. He has an issue with his own height. He doesn't like that he's short. He won't, he won't tell you that he's not short, but the proof is in his legs. So I put together. You the, say what now? It's in his legs. You're getting ready to see it right now. I put together these two videos that I've seen where it shows that his, and I'm going to say alleged, allegedly, because I don't know for sure. But allegedly, he has lifts in his shoes to make him effectively three inches taller. So he's you probably, to me. You say three. <laughs> you say three inches taller. He wants to be six one six two, but he's probably more so five seven five eight. <laughs> now look at this video. Let me show you this video. 
Then look where the feet bend in these shoes. Not the heels, not the wedges. Now watch, they're gonna zoom in on this video. Look, they zoom in. Look how you walk. Wow. Look, like, look at the shin to knee ratio. You see where the shoe bend? Look at him on the chair. Look at him. Look at that chair. Look. Oh, he got wedges on. <laughs> Built into his cowboy boots. Please, please look at it again. Just look at it. Look, look. Look where the shoe bends. No one shoe bends in the middle of their feet. So he has feet envy too because he wants his feet to be bigger. <laughs> it is so comical that it's ridiculous. Uh, one more again, because I just I just couldn't believe it when I saw it. But I, I was like, that man doesn't even look like he gives the height that he's portraying. And then with his knee bends and them pants, it's even more of a warning, warning, warning. Look at the knee bend. Ain't nobody shins that long. Don't nobody have that long. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then the boots... You got on a three-piece suit. The boots don't go with that suit. <laughs> Them boots don't go. Look at this suit. Them boots do not go with this suit. I don't care where you're from. If you were even from Texas, them boots don't go with that suit. But why? But why? What's wrong with this? Look at the shoe bin. Look at the shoe bin. Mm-mm. All your toes is broke. <laughs> yeah, she's sitting up on a hill. It's, it's sad. I don't get it. Why? So like I said, he's giving every bit of 5'8". But he wants to be taller in an ocean dream. But like you said, why? What reason? Like... Because he must well, he just do anything anyway. Like height envy, he has height envy, and it's almost like a psychosis to him. Because if you actually had all your shoes fitted to be like this, yeah, that's a psychosis. It's something wrong. And now he wants to be your president. He can't even tell the truth about his height. <laughs> what makes you think he's gonna tell the truth about you? He already don't want you reading books. Poor Ronnie. Poor thing. I'm just going to start calling him little guy. Oh, little guy. <laughs> the short. What's his last name? The Sanchez. The shorts. <laughs> but when they put these shoes up there. <laughs> I'm falling out. <laughs> yes. That's the thing. The same company that made them but shoes. He don't have a dog. Right. He don't have a doll baby front. You know, rounded tip. It's given. Pointing. 
Pointy wedge. Like, why do they put, look, and then the way he walk, you can tell the shoes don't fit because he walking like they don't fit. Because they not made for him. He put them lifts in there. He got high heels on inside the boot. <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely giving a real suspect. Like, for what? I mean, so what this, I mean it's that little drawing that they just showed. That little drawing. There you go. You that's the outline. Yes. Because look how high the chair is itself. The chair, and he's that's sitting. the hill. He's sitting, yeah. He's sitting on the hill. Yes. So look at the knee bend. All right, that's what I was talking about with the knee bend. The knee to shin to ankle ratio is impossible. No one has shins this long. <laughs> well, Ron, the shortness do. Yeah, but with the help of um, prosthetic boots. <laughs> what? He practiced in early. <laughs> Them boots are prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so I, you know, once I thought, I wish picture, I could talk to his shoemaker. In my mind, I was thinking, like, what if this man actually don't have no feet? Oh. Mm. He has feet, and he, uh, you know, he has um, he's a double amputee from the ankle down, or maybe he just has nubs. That's what I'm saying, and those are prosthetic shoes. Like he don't have feet. That oh, but I guess that's why he never tell that. Or he got hooves because that would actually go to why they call him Ron to Satan. Oh. Because he got hooves. Because he's actually the devil. Is he the devil? <laughs> that is the question. I got questions, Ron. If you want to answer them, 443-642-9403 or comment. Oh, his shoemaker. <laughs> I want to know that question, Ron. Job on their hands. And hopefully they're getting paid handsomely to make them um, heel boots. That's what I was when they say. Oh, he gonna be calling fake news. Oh no, he don't say fake news no more because him and Trump is on the odds. But look, look at those boots though. Can 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 you see what's what what's all going on with them boots? Oh, I certainly see what you are saying by like, bringing them up, and I certainly see the like, whole. Why are they going up the ankle like that with all them like um embellishments? And they said, "Tell me, Bumble. he's not wearing hidden heels." Hidden heels, not hidden heels. President to dress this way. He has no style. So the, the, the White House is going to be stylish. Less, less, less style at the White House. Mm, mm, mm. Please drop out, sir. Just go ahead and drop out. We don't need this. This is not the on, the, on account of them shoes. On account of the <laughs> shoes, just get out of the race. Let us live our lives without this kind of um, embarrassment because it's embarrassing fashion wise. Because oh, owners are gonna want to give you boots <laughs> when you go to the White House Correspondents Dinner each year. What are you gonna wear? These boots? Absolutely not. Well, that's what I was ready to say. If someone was to give him boots, he would give them 
he would get them altered. <laughs> right. But then Secret Service would have to come play a role. Like, you better not say anything to anyone about putting these daggone wood plates in these boots to lift him up three inches. Because everybody needs to think he is 6'6". Six, six. Six. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. I can't with the scientists all night long. I want to talk that about That is hilarious. I mean, of course, it would not be funny if he, like how you were saying, if he was an amputee. If he was smart, if he was smart, he would come out with it because, I mean, realistically, we do have a lot of, you know, disabled people who were, you know, injured and war and stuff like that yeah. who probably could relate if that was his situation. But he's so cocky and so damn arrogant. Um, definitely was one of Trump's best friends back then. Um, so I don't know. That is hilarious. Look at them shoes. <laughs> Ew. Look how he looks like he's walking like on oh. a like on a tilt, like going forward. He is because the, the boots, the um the heel is leading him forward in them boots, the undisclosed heel. And that's the big heel. <laughs> it's three inches. Oh, the front of them boots is curled. That that's the actual cameraman at whatever show he is. <laughs> Putting it on his boots. Look at them pretty little bits. <laughs> that this is the, even these. This is the actual cameraman that was following him with his camera that zoomed in on them boots. The shade, the shade. The Look at this. Look at this. That's the on them boots. <laughs> Because apparently, I don't even know who it showed us. It probably was Jimmy Kimmel or um, Jimmy Fallon. It was either one of them that was like, let's talk about your boots. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a moment and talk about your boots. What no. made you use them? Who made them? And when are you taking them back? That's the three questions I got. <laughs> when did you get them? Who made them? And when are you taking them back? Jesus. That's all I wanted out. They are Paul. And him, mm -mm. All right. So <laughs> over the weekend, just to change the topic a little bit, I spent Saturday evening, I want to say from like 4.30 to almost 10 o'clock at night, um, inside of... Where was I? Oh, John Hopkins Hospital in their emergency room. God, I have never had the worst, more the worst experience in a hospital. And I went to Sinai. I used to go to Sinai for ER treatment, <laughs> and mm. I thought that was the worst. And I do not. Born and raised in East Baltimore, I don't deal with Hopkins, baby. Whew, I thought Sinai was the worst that I've ever experienced. Because I think I the last time I had went into Sinai, which I haven't been in years because I got good insurance now. But um, in the past, you say what? <laughs> I got good insurance now, so <laughs> I haven't been in the ER in a very long time. Where I had you to Sinai, right? The bootleg, right? What you say? I go to straight in. I'm straight walked in. Yeah. 
Exactly. I ended up doing Kaiser. They'd be like, you ready? I'd be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, especially with my last experience in ERs, when I went to uh, Mercy, that was the best damn experience I've ever had. I love Mercy, baby. Good Lord, that was the best treatment I've ever had. And look, it That's wasn't what I'm even, saying. Hopkins is so overrated. Like I have to say, it wasn't the best from start to finish. That's not what it was. It, you know, that Mercy experience wasn't the best from start to finish because when you walk into Mercy's emergency room, it gives you every other emergency room USA, right? Mm-hmm. It's the treatment once you're in the back. When they call, when, like, you know, you yeah. So when you go to registration, you come in, you check in. They take take your name, your you know information, and then you go into triage. Well, you wait. You go into the waiting room first. So you waiting for a minute. Then they call you to go into triage. Triage does this thing, and they put you back in the waiting room. But when they finally take you to that back room, hmm. where the action happens, they mercy, are mercy me. They are on it. They are, uh, uh, you know, they give you all the information up front. The nurses are helpful. They are checking in on you like every five to 10 minutes. I have no child. Let me tell you about John Hopkins on Saturday, though. That was not the case. And look, my best friend is an employee there. Hello? (laughs) What? And did not get special treatment. Knew every damn body, but it was not given special treatment. It was given, okay, we'll get to you when we begin. Wow. Okay, so, but that's not my complaint. My complaint wasn't about the service. My complaint actually is about the freaking air conditioning system that they get <laughs> while they're making you suffer. While they're making you suffer. Now, the first thing, so we can, once we finally get into the back firm, because the, the triage part was actually kind of fine. Like we didn't really wait long in the um, in the emergency room waiting area. We probably was out there for probably about 10, 15, maybe I give it the most at the most 20 minutes before we got called to the back, right? Once we got in the back, um, everybody that we did dealt with up in the front in um the first part, like in triage, and then um, when the doctor first came and seen her, she knew both of them, so they treated her well. That experience was amazing. It was the part when we got back in the back that got worse. I, for one, did not understand why they had the air conditioner on Ice Age. Oh, Oh. so wait, they don't have it controlled by room to room? No. No. So my first question to them, look, this ain't even my, I'm not the patient, right? So I shouldn't have been talking so much. My first thing to them was like, all right, first, here's my, my what I need while I'm here. <laughs> and you can ask her this is exactly how it went. I need you to bring me a blanket. Oh, for her? No, for me. <laughs> and a cup of water. <laughs> because I got a feeling that this is not going to be a good experience for her or me. Look, but the shade is if when you in mercy and you in the back and someone is with you, you wouldn't even have to ask that. They would have asked you. It had to be every bit of fifty-five degrees in the in that hospital. Oh no! How you be cold? They were trying to kill you, morning. Mine. It was eighty degrees outside, but it was no need for it to be fifty-five degrees internally. 
So I had a blanket. I, I, I know there's a video out there because I know my best friend took a video of me. I don't know. I can't remember where she posted it. She either posted it on Instagram or out in, um, on TikTok. But of me, I had the blanket over my head. This is how cold it was. Trying to use my breath to heat under the blanket. It came to the point where I was like, look, maybe we should just leave. <laughs> because I think this is actually more detrimental to your health. I mean, essentially, they were being cold to her anyway. <laughs> and you you could complain. I was like, look, do y'all know it's too cold in here? Everybody in there asked for a blanket. And then mind you, that in their back room, I've, I've never been to an ER where they put you, you the patient, in a recliner. Chair, not a bed, a reclining chair for your triage. Um, well, I know usually in some of them, like if you fast tracking and it's not like, I see they've done that, like if people go with like a sprained ankle or something. That's exactly what they call it, fast tracking. No, it wasn't, not if you were there for four hours, that's not fast. Certainly not. Like I said, they was being cold to her anyway, if she wasn't getting some type of lead with everything because she was an employee. I shouldn't have the wig. And then mind like I said though, mind you, she was okay, she she was in there because she had a car. She was in a car accident. So she came in. You don't put somebody that's gonna be in body pain in a recliner. They should she should have been in a bed a room with a bed. And I and apparently a um a a, a full drawn fireplace with firewood that was set on fire because it was oh, a space heater for God's sake. <laughs> we ended up asking, like, one of her friends actually that work in the hospital came over and was um, talking to us, and she was like, "Um, why y'all got all these blankets in here?" I said, "What you mean? Why? You work here. You know it's cold in this bitch, and they only allow y'all to wear y'all little um, wear jackets unless they say John Hopkins on the outside." Right. And come to think of it, I have seen different employees and they be wrapped up in a blanket too. Mm-hmm. So she ended up, um, she was like, oh, you know what I can do? I can give y'all I, the heating pack, the heat packs. So she came back with heat packs and, and they didn't last long. They were only like three minutes worth of heat. Yes. So that's all, I brought this all up to say that um, Hawkins, I'm exposing you for the fact that you need to do something about the AC system. Um, make it environmental or something because it shouldn't have been 55 degrees, not 55. Right. And you know, in most hospitals now, I mean, not to mention John Hopkins just had that, uh, elaborate renovation. You would think that they would have different, you know, meters in like each room because they mercy. I can definitely adjust my heat to my likeness when I go back in the ER. And they did have um, an elaborate, um, renovation they did but um it wasn't to me it wasn't given what the money they spent on it it wasn't given that because one thing they did do um is apparently this was actually my first time ever in this um er by the way but um like i said my best friend works there and she used to work in the ed but um and she did not she said it's smaller 
she that's what that was one of the words she said. She said the waiting room and, and first of all, so when you get there and you enter into to the registration area, the waiting room is all right there. I want to say it's probably a uh approximately at the most 40 seats. But in this day and age, 40 seats to me means 20 seats for social distancing. Right. If you're not family and, you know, a seat between each of us, we got to have a seat. It has to be a chair between us. And if it's smaller, like I haven't been in there, but if it's smaller, because when they had the old entrance that was around there off of Monument Street, it wasn't so big then. Um, but yeah, I know that it was millions of dollars. I can't exactly quote the price, um, but I don't like it. I don't like the windows. I don't, I mean, that little roundabout when you drive up in the hospital off of Orleans Street is cute, um, but they definitely made the traffic on Orleans Street terrible. And the wind, it just looks so ugly. It looks ugly. I don't know who was the, the designer of it. With those specks on the windows, and it's just, mm. ugh, it's just ugly. I don't know. Whew. It was so cold that, unlike any other time, you know, after I take blood, my blood pressure medicine, I usually have to go to the bathroom an awful lot. It was too cold to even have to go to the bathroom. That's how cold it was. You said you didn't even want to go to the bathroom. I I didn't have to. It was too cold to go to the bathroom. It was running back up in you. Mm -mm. It never came down. <laughs> it was giving, uh-uh. It was uh -uh. like it was so scared to come down for me to actually have to pee. It never came down because I was freezing too much. Mm -mm. It was giving, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was, it, it's giving me waste of money. I mean... It's what that's what it's giving me. If this remodel was supposed to be um, all that, it what it's not. There was oh only my goodness, day. it's a mess. And I have I have been in the new John Hawkins, but not exactly in the emergency room. But mm. I just remember my experience with that garage. That mm. god awful garage is a mess. <laughs> It's hectic. I used to live in that housing complex that was right there that they were so adamant about knocking down to build that damn garage. Mm. It's just the design is just, it looks bulky. It looks outdated. It supposed to have been this new, you know, modern type of look. Um, and if you're saying the ER is smaller, then they definitely ain't worrying about no one coming for the emergency services. I look at it as an experimental hospital. That's why I started, and I'll end with that statement. I don't deal with John Hopkins. Oh, my goodness. Why did I call him Matthew Perry? That is not his name. Wow. Um, who am I talking about? We were yeah. talking about John Hopkins. <laughs> it is Perry. Okay. I've got another Matthew in my head that also passed away. Who was who that? What's the other Matthew that Perry uh Matthew that passed away? I'm not sure. I didn't hear about the Matthew Perry, but ooh, everyone is transitioning, baby. And maybe his name wasn't Matthew. Was he an actor as well? 
Yes. Um, he was actually on um, 90210. Uh, Why is he right? He's um, jumping in my head right now. Oh my goodness, it's, it's, I'm drawing a blank. I'm looking because I can't. I, he, ooh, what was his name? He also passed away. But anyway, okay. Hold on, maybe I got it now. Let me see. Who else played a mess? Uh, no, this is the new one. It'll come to me. He played, um, he was Shannon Doherty's boyfriend on there. That didn't help. Nobody nobody knows. Nobody can comment. Damn. Damn. I, those, those I don't know and I can't help you. I don't have my laptop. <laughs> you know, I would have let my fingers get to running. Um, I'm on this phone and I know if I try to do anything, I already cut myself off one time before. Okay, it, okay, it wasn't Matthew. I knew it wasn't Matthew. The first name okay. wasn't Matthew, but the last name was Perry, and it's Luke Perry. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, he died on March fourth, twenty nineteen. Another I knew it was a, another Perry that died. That was an actor that I liked too, just as much as I like Matthew Perry. So yeah, so this was all actually about Matthew Perry that I was I, I was actually bringing up. Um, Rest in peace to him. That was my yeah, uh, rest in peace. My friend rest Chandler. In power, I like to say. Mm -hmm. That's my friend Chandler Bing uh, from uh, the 1994 uh, franchise, um, franchise of Friends that ran from 1994 to 2004. And I watched every single episode of that show. Um, I know some people were like, oh, I'll take your black card because you should have been watching Living Single. I actually didn't find Living Single funny back then. As funny as I do, I do think the show is now that I've rewatched it. Um, it's, you know, Max is always going to be everybody's favorite character, right, from um, Living Single. But it wasn't f Friends. I had two favorite characters on there, Phoebe and, and Chandler Bing. Yeah, I watched a bit of both, um, but I think I did used to watch Friends a little bit more. It should just be more happening on there. It, it, just did. Be, it, it may have yeah. been a, a completely white ensemble cast, but it was they were funny. They were funny. I'm sorry, they were. They 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 got me. They got me every Thursday at eight o'clock. That's exactly where I was watching Friends. It actually kind of. My best friend and our old best friend that we used to have, we all was at home at eight o'clock on Thursday every night waiting for friends to come on. Okay. <laughs> that was our TV time. Friends watching friends. Don't bother us on Thursdays from eight to eight thirty because we watching friends. <laughs> so we can friends talk about watching friends. And I, I mean, and I, we've been wanting wanting them to do a reunion, and they did a reunion. They did do a reunion on HBO, but we were we were talking about like um as their characters, as their characters, and showing us where they are now. Because you know, at the end of Friends, um, 
Phoebe had had babies, and um, Monica and Chandler had babies. Um, Rachel and um, what was Monica's brother's name? <laughs> Rachel and um, Ross, they had a daughter. So they oh, all would be grown at this point. You know, all of them you would know, be grown. You be calling out everything of the shows. Yes, Moni, you are definitely a show guy. Yeah, I, okay, can't, I, was a fan. I, I can't was a recall. Fan I know I used to watch it, but I definitely could not quote those names as yeah, if you were calling Phoebe them had triplets. Phoebe had triplets for her brother. They would be grown. Then she had a baby. I think she had a baby on her own. I mean, because they did show like 10 years later, like um, like a, a couple years later, they did like a um a future perspective on the show, showing them taking their kids to college and them finally the kids meeting each other, you know, like they, they have grown apart or something like that. But they were friends, they were still friends, but they were living differently, you know, separate. And their right. kids grown up and ended up going to the same college and they became friends. You know, it was like the you know the repetitiveness of their lives, basically. That their friends became friends, and then they were supposed to grow up friends. You know, like that. Oh, okay. That's and, cute. That was, and I got, and I would like to see what they could have did. I would have loved to have seen what they could have did as an ensemble cast again, showing us what was it, two thousand and four? So twenty years later. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Their right. kids grown. Their kids probably have their own kids, or getting married, or maybe one of their kids is getting married, and they had to come together as something funny. It, it could have been a movie, for all I care. Right, it to be like a TV show. They could have made like a little movie of the ensemble kid. Now, I don't think that will ever happen now, which is fine too Aww. because we lived it. I mean, you know, those of us that was there from 1994 to 2004, we lived it, and and we loved it. Right. Yeah, and I'm just sitting here thinking and I'm looking at his picture and the RIP and as you're calling out the names and thinking about some of the scenes and him with and just even his smile. He mm -hmm. definitely did give me a lot of laughs mm -hmm. um, throughout the years. Friends, of course, haven't been on for years. They did run reruns. Yeah, they got, quite it's a while. HBO Max. If you haven't seen Friends, it's on HBO Max. You can catch, catch it there. Um, yeah. So I was getting ready to say something. Um, shoot, I just had a brain fart. Um, I've messed up your thoughts. Um, but <laughs> but definitely rest in power with Samantha Perry. Condolences to his family and of course that whole cast because you know I'm feeling a little bit yeah. devastated thinking about reminiscing. So I can just imagine mm -hmm. um, how they were feeling when they got this news. Right. Yeah, he was 54 years old. He passed on October the 28th. Um, he in a recent in a recent interview he was stated at saying that um the the person that has been co in contact with him, uh, you know since the show ended in two thousand and four is Jennifer Aniston Rachel. Oh, he said in the past interview he was saying that uh, Rachel uh, or Jennifer Aniston had been reaching out to him through all of his ups and downs with his sobriety. She was the um the main person, and I, I I can see that because Jennifer Anderson is that kind of person. Like I know she keeps in contact. Like Jennifer Anderson is probably the one that's probably keeping all of their friendships together. She's probably that mm -hmm. one in the middle, the one in the middle that communicates with all of the cast the most. Like her and Jennifer, um, her um Courtney Cox, they're close friends, so that's already a given. Um, right. But not so much with, you know, everybody is not so much that ensemble group of friends like you would think they were because they work on the show called Friends, where they were always in close proximity. But they're not all that close. They weren't all that close. They were close on the show, but when the show ended, 
Just like any, like when you leave high school, you might be friends with a whole bunch of people and close with a whole bunch of people. But when you when you leave high school, some of them people drop off. They go about their own way. They do their own thing, and that's exactly what it was. Like, like I said, like Courtney and Jennifer, they were they were real tight, but not with um, you know Phoebe Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow went out and did her own thing, you know, by herself, and so did David Schwimmer Ross mm-hmm. went out and did his own thing. And then Chandler Bing, you know, and you know who Joey was. Joey went and did his, he stayed in sitcom um, Glory with um, starting that show that was on HBO. I can't remember what it's called. I think it was called Encore or something like that. Something where he was like a, um, a actor on a show. And then he came back to um, NBC and became had his own show called Joey. So yeah, he went off and did his own thing. And then um, even Matthew Perry came back to sitcom fame and did another um, show. I forgot what that one was called too. Oh my goodness, not you. Yeah, but it was a show where he was a sports writer too, something like that. And it was it was pretty good. It only lasted a season though. It got canceled. Um But 54, that's you know, that's 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 still fairly young to me. I'm not far from it. But um I, I was reading, I was seeing the way that he died. So such tragic. Was it a, a drowning or yeah, something? He so sad. That's correct. That's what that's yeah. That's sad. That's sad. The truth be told, if that was the way for me to go. One of the worst ways to die. What you deserve to say. You would prefer to drown? I would. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm I'm at so much I because to me. Without the struggling, though, without the struggling, without the oh. struggling and drowning, okay, to me, I'm at I'm more at peace underwater than anywhere else on this planet. But I, I don't love. think in, in that type of which name, and when you think of drowning, though, um, I could only see a struggle unless you were like unconscious, you know, like to be underwater. See, that's the thing. We don't know. We don't know that part. That's why we're. Uh, I'm waiting for the autopsy. The autopsy to come out because they said there was no foul play. So either he drowned because he was drunk, which there might not have been a struggle because he was probably intoxicated, mm. or he drowned with a struggle, or, or as if like he had a heart attack or something. He couldn't help but to struggle. Right, right. We don't know that part. That's the thing. We don't know that part until the autopsy comes out. And I'm waiting for that because I would like to know how, because it could have been very peaceful and they just found his body floating. That's what I was ready to say. Ah, yeah, I don't know. I was ready to say that that, and in my mind, see, I only can see the struggle of drowning, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. you definitely are bringing up some points that it could have been, you know, someone chilling, intoxicated. In a pool, you know, and, and he just went under, under, right? Mm-hmm. Like how they were saying how Whitney did in the bathtub in the mm-hmm. hotel. So, um, yeah, it's just sad though. Drowning, I wouldn't want to drown, but I get what you are saying. I would mm-hmm. not want to drown or die in a fire. Those are just like so tragic. Yeah, fire part, yeah, that fire part would be that's that's torture. That would be living torture. Yes. But being out in somewhere, like I always thought of that, like drowning, like being out in somewhere and you had to swim, but it's so far, you know, you're not going to, oh, you're not going to make it. And then, oh my goodness, no. 
But either way, rest in power is this was it's tragic and of course so sudden. Right, yeah. Mm. Mm, mm-mm. Did he I, does he leave behind any children? Was he that is a good point. I do not know. Married or anything. I don't think he was married. Was he married? He was married anymore. He did have a wife. Okay. Um, I'm going to write it up. He is leaving behind. Yeah, apparently didn't have any children. Wow, that's crazy. But he was a nice looking white man. I remember him from on the show. Um, I do remember him being one of my favorite on Friends as well. Hmm. He was engaged in, um, up until 2021 to someone. Mm, I forgot he dated Julia Roberts. He sure did. From 1995 to 96. That was short-lived. Yeah. I know Julia's probably hurting. Oh, he said he became an alcoholic at the age of 14. Wow. Sheesh. And even in the midst of that, you know what I mean? Because in Friends, of course, he was well over 14. So to just to even have that level of success um, with that show and then to come over there and do come off of there and do other projects. Ooh, I want to talk to him. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. But I would have loved to have talked to him about his experience with alcohol and juice pancreatitis. I had that. Mm. That is the most painful thing I have ever been through. Wow. Alcohol-induced pancreatitis. Because I thought, look, the entire time I had it, I thought I was having, um, I had, I thought I had strep throat. I thought I had um, kidney stones. I thought I had, um, uh, what, um, um, What's it called? Oh, shoot. When you backed up. What, pals? Or something like no, that? <laughs> <laughs> not pals. But what is it called when you're backed up? <laughs> I was constipated. Constipated. <laughs> I, I was constipated. I thought all of that was happening at once. That's how painful it was. I thought I was constant. I had thought I was really, really, really constipated. I thought I was backed up because I hadn't had a bowel movement in days. This is how long it was going because it just got it just kept getting worse. I was taking cough syrup. I had, I was sleeping with cut halls. I had my humidifier on. My nose wouldn't stop running. I was crying. I couldn't stand up straight. Because I thought I had to go to the bathroom. It felt like I had, I was having pressure, like I had to go to the bathroom. But nothing would come out. This is how gruesome it was. I vomited. 
I was vomiting everywhere. So I thought I had the flu. They was giving me, you know, I was talking to my doctor. They was giving me, oh. he was like, come in here, come in here because something's not right. The antibiotics not working. Nothing is working. Come in here. By the time I came in there, I was so bent over that I could continuously touch my toes because I couldn't stand up straight. Right, and constipation is enough, honey. And it wasn't even constipation. Yeah, you like there that. is nothing in your bowel. When they did my, uh, like, little, uh, I think it was the CT scan, there's nothing in your bowels. You're not backed up. So that's when she was like, all right, we're going to do a different test. And that's when they came out and told me I had pancreatitis. I said, oh, my goodness. That, that was the moment I stopped drinking. No more alcohol. Alcohol-induced pancreatitis is the worst. Worst thing ever. Sounds that like it. It's severe. You feel that pain from the middle of your stomach and it reverberates through the rest of your body all over, like in a circular pattern. All over. Dang, mommy, you been drinking like that? Chill. <laughs> and I didn't drink that bad, but it was con we drank every night though. That's what it was. I wasn't an alcoholic. I wasn't like that kind of drunk. I wasn't drunk anyway. I was I drink I was drinking wine every night. That's the only thing I would drink. I don't I, I never was a person to do hard liquor like that anyway, unless I was on vacation. Then everything is, you know, up for grabs. But <laughs> but if I'm home, <laughs> I'm just having a glass of wine every night, drinking wine with dinner, you know. We, we I was a wine drinker. But after I got that alcohol induced, um, I, hey, I gave up the same way I did. So no, ma'am. I gave up the same way I got that. Um, I had the asthma attack and gave up um cigarettes. All you got to do is inflict harm on me one time, and I'm and that's over. It. <laughs> and that vice is done. I said that. Yeah, I'm not your typical addict. Right, call me Michael Jackson. That is it. <laughs> I am not your typical addict. If I'm addicted to something and it causes me harm, it's over. I'm done. Mm. Yeah, alcohol, and, it, and it was year after year because the, the pancreatitis happened in 2018. As soon as that happened, I stopped drinking. The only time I drink is when I go to the Dominican Republic and I'm a fish, okay? <laughs> I drink like a fish in the Dominican Republic. Um, and then in 2019, I had the asthma attack and quit cigarettes. Cold turkey, August 26, 2019. No more cigarettes. I just, I'm just not your your typical addict. I I can't do it. I'm not an addict. I, 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 addiction is not my thing. So Perry was also he was also um, addicted to Vicodin. Mm, he had that going for him. Oh, that's another. Man. That's hard to kick because it feels so good when the the pills activate. Mm. He was addicted to Vicodin after he was on a jet ski accident in 1997. So he had a uh, so basically he had an addictive personality because it says he was um, also addicted to um, Vicodin, methadone, amphetamines, and alcohol. Damn, Matthew. In 2018, he nearly died after a colon, his colon burst from opioid abuse. Goodness. He spent two weeks in a coma and used a colostomy bag for nine months. Oh, my goodness. 
Two years later, while attending, re attending rehab in Switzerland, Perry faked pain to get a prescription of 1,800 milligrams of Oxycontin. Mm. He had a tumultuous life. I mean, <sighs> I still love him. Right. I would say so myself. He was a great comedic actor. That's exactly what I, could, I can describe him. He was a great comedic actor. Ain't it just so crazy? And I don't even want to say crazy, but it's not, it's definitely not ironic that some of, you know, the, the best comedians or some of the most, you know, favorable people that are in that comedic com comedian, you know, that light and stuff like that. And, and that have had them type of lives, you know, now you saying all this stuff about him. I'm thinking about um, one of my favorite, uh, who committed well, let, me you, let me read you this full paragraph because this full, full, full paragraph is very graphic and very wow. It says two years later, while attending rehab in Switzerland, Perry faked pain to get a prescription of 1800 milligrams of Oxycontin per day and, and was having daily ketamine infusions. He was given prof, uh, propofol in conjunction with a surgery which stopped his heart for five minutes. The resulting cardiopulmonary re resuscitation resulted in eight broken ribs. He paid $175,000 for a private jet to take him to Los Angeles to get more drugs. When doctors there refused, Perry spent another $175,000 to take a private jet back to Switzerland. In 2022, he was estimated that $9 million was spent on his addiction, including 14 stomach surgeries, 15 stays in rehab and th uh, and therapy twice a week for 30 years. Perry also asserted that he, he um, had attended approximately 6,000 Alcoholic Anonymous meetings. Mm. Mm. The interesting part is how he detailed this, his, his personal, because that's a part, that paragraph was a part of his personal life. I know that was a part of his health and addiction life. I, I just mean, hope that in between all of those high and, and intoxicated um, predicaments, that it was some fun in there, not just being high and lazy. Because enjoy, I mean, if you're going to do it, enjoy it, enjoy your life. Even though that's right. some, hard, I hope so too. some right. hard, hard living, but enjoy your life at the same time. Don't just intoxicate your world away. Right. But baby, I'm thinking about spending huh, 300000 alone, just chasing drugs, not even on the drug. Like, my goodness. Right. And then having to get surgeries, you know, as a result of that. That's what I'm saying. At least I hope when you got to the point where they was like, well, you're going to have to have surgery. You can actually say to yourself, well, I had a good damn time. Some people, some people have one vice, but my God, just, just the fact that, you know, I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, how sad it is. And of course, tragic that he drowned. Um, but just listening and all of that, you know, and everything that he's been through, like, wow. Mm -hmm. that's crazy I never knew I never knew all of that I did hear about you know his battles with addiction and stuff like that but I did not know it was numerous 
you know, people struggle alone off of one. You know what right. I mean? One exactly. being addicted to alcohol, but to and then I know it was a different challenge when you have the money, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. feed your addiction. You know, people, you know, who don't have the money do all types of things to feed their addiction, but catching a plane $175,000 before you even get the drug to try to get the drug. Baby. Mm. I know he had some alcoholic and some druggy friends. Especially when you spend that $175,000 and you don't, you don't know already that you're going to get the drug. You get there and they tell you you're not getting it. So you got to spend $175,000 to go somewhere else. It's just going ahead. <laughs> right. It just it's given. Oh, let me go see. Let me go over here. Yeah, let me just go see. Uh, I'll take this chance. <laughs> <laughs> let me go that's see. The mind, that's the mind of an addict. That's the mind of an addict. If I got it, yeah. and I can splurge it. I'll do it. But did you hear me? I said I know. Yeah. I knew. I know he had some friends. I know he wasn't doing all them drugs and stuff on his own. I wonder, and who were they? You know, an expensive... They weren't really your friends. They were your your addicted friends. Yes. But they weren't really your friends because they weren't helping you in any way. No, not at all. But what I'm saying is that I'm sure, you know, with him being to indulge in that way because he was basically, you know, financially set. I know it was a, a lot of people that were dealing with that addiction as well you know, taking advantage mm-hmm. um, of that and him trying to be friends, you know, I, I'm sure he has fronted a lot of others, you know, drug use. Yeah. Because he wasn't traveling back and forth just $175,000 to get, I don't know, maybe for himself, but that just seems like, yeah, he was having a party, even though it wasn't that couldn't have been so but so much fun but like you said in the attic world it certainly is sorry everything's falling <laughs> <laughs> you and there in the dark i know and i'm trying to be quiet as i go in the kitchen i'm scared the refrigerator light is going to tell people that i'm in here <laughs> that was furry they better be in the house by now these kids it's, it's school tomorrow. 10. It's only 8.10, though. They're probably going to be out to at least 9. It's school tomorrow. It's too it dark. Is. It definitely is school tomorrow. All right, let's move on. I'm let's saying that like minds go to sleep at a reasonable hour. Yeah. So, I'm, all right, so I'll say that all to say, um, rest in peace, Matthew uh, Perry. Rest uh, in we peace. We were loved. All right, let's talk about Lizzo. In this lawsuit that she still has going on with these three women that I don't, I still don't believe you. I don't believe you. I still don't believe you. And that would make it even worse that, um, I mean, it kind of doesn't, but it kind of does. 18 of Lizzo's current dancers that have been with her for just as long as when those, um, the ones that are suing her was on the dance crew. Um, They all wrote letters um, in support of Lizzo and defending her in writing against these allegations from these other from these dancers uh, who names is Ariana Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams and Noel Rodriguez um those are the ones that are responsible for this lawsuit against uh, Lizzo and one of the women that is one of the current dancers currently right now that is denying these claims of these women 
um, she in her statement, she says this, and this is what I remember. I remember saying this to you when we were talking about this on your show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that actually fits into what I was saying to you on your show about this situation. So here's what her statement, what, um, a, a quote out of her statement says. This claim also makes no sense because plenty of the dancers, including myself, uh, uh, herself included, did not go to the banana bar that night and still have our jobs dancing with Lizzo. So remember, they was like, um, they was fearing for if they didn't go to the club, they wouldn't have their jobs. This is now actually contradicting it because this person didn't go. Right. When she was saying they made, right, she supposedly had them engaging in activities mm-hmm. and stuff that they weren't so really fond of. And she right. said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dancer now, and I was a dancer when they were he- when those women were here. And she did not go to the bar with them that night because she didn't want to. And she's still working. So that also, that now contradicts what they're saying in their claim that they had no choice but to go. No, you had a choice. You had a choice. Your choice could have been go, If they, and then if they would have threatened you, then you quit. But you wanted the opportunity, right? Right. It was giving kissing ass. Yeah, I'm hearing a whole bunch of I, I didn't say this and I didn't do this, but you and I didn't want to do this, but you did it. And you're a grown up. You're not chi- a child. You're grown. Right. And you know why I just it just makes me feel just iffy overall about the whole claim, because, you know, out of all the things um, that they could have accused her of. It it just seems like it's just so underhanded, knowing what Lizzo basically represents far as, you know, the proudness or um, a body image and of um, womanhood and everything. And it just seems like they are particularly attacking that. It's, it's, it's not the pay. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just seems like it was something that was thrown out there to basically discredit her and tarnish her image. I still don't know what they're asking for either in the lawsuit. Um, yeah, I don't see it on my paper here uh, or, or what, they're, what they're asking for. They're looking for an apology. Are they just trying to get her in trouble? What's the, what's the monetary value of this uh, lawsuit? I don't know. I hope it doesn't go anywhere because, again, you had every right to quit or file any kind of complaint with the, um, you know, whatever equal opportunity agency or whatever the case may be. You could, again, this is one of the remedies that you could seek. But what are you seeking? Do you want to be hired back? Because that's a no. (laughs) Do you want to be dancing somewhere else? I, I think that's over for you now. Like, I don't think anybody else was going to hire you now for to be a dancer. Why would I wouldn't they? trust it. I wouldn't you trust are it. Liab- you're a liability of all at all costs. You are a liability because I don't know if you're going to do this to me again, do this to someone else or the next person that hires you. Now you've right. kind of basically ended your career. So are you going to have to go change your name? Ariana Davis, you can't be Ariana Davis no more. You're going to be Davis and Ariana. <laughs> mm. The lies. Is given. I don't know. Is is given Jesse. It's given Jesse and Cardi. They're going to have to change their names and no success. But yeah, I haven't seen any details about you know what are they trying to request as far as the compensation. Is it financial? Is it anything that? But I'm 
definitely, and I'm going to be seconding or assuming, should I say, that it's definitely about that coin. Because, I mean, what, what, what else? Oh, man, I had a video I wanted to show y'all. Oh, I didn't download it, though. I forgot. I did have a video I wanted to show y'all. It was a video of this makeup artist that says she, um, the title of the video was like transforming my 80 year old grandma to a 25 year old. And it had me in here rolling in the comments because the comments are brutal. Talking about, uh, where's the 25? <laughs> it was like in the comments, like, where's the 25 year old? I thought there was a 25 year old supposed to be in this video. Like, she still, like, she still look 80 to me. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she cake, she cake, she cake, mama makeup up. She did, and then this woman put her hand up next to her face, like, uh, like you know, like you, how you do the pretty thing and you put your fingers on your face, like, and try to turn your head to the side. And she did that, and her whole entire hand was so dark skin, but her makeup is like a light skin woman. Ooh, I was in here rolling. I wanted to show you guys that video so bad, so maybe I'll show it next week. If I think, or maybe it, she was saying I gave her a twenty-five dollar makeup job. <laughs> I just want to say um, now that I'm moving on from Lizzo, I want to say get well to my friend James Spires. He used to have a radio show on um, Be Exposed Radio. Uh, he suffered a heart attack. I think probably I want to give it within the past two weeks. He suffered a heart attack and um, had to go under the night. I think this was actually his second heart attack in his life, though. Um, he's not that old. I want to give James maybe close to 50, if not 50. And he's already had two heart attacks. So he had to go under the knife knife last week, this past week, uh, for a triple bypass surgery that was done successfully. Um, and so he's on the men. And, and when you see James, you wouldn't think that he, you know, would be having heart issues because he's so, he's so small. And he's so, uh, if anybody knows James, he has this white beard, like pure white beard. You know James, um, Chastity. Oh, the guy that we met at the, the party where I had. Yes, yes. At, oh. um, around the corner. Yeah, yes. certainly not. And a triple bypass. Oh wow, that is serious. I yes. met a I met a guy today. That that's so crazy. That was telling me that he had that experience, and he just was saying, um, since that operation, he does not, you know, feel like himself. Like mm -hmm. it's yeah, it changed them basically. in your chest is, um, helping your chest, your heart continue. Yeah, to he said they like take your heart out of your chest. Mm hmm. To operate on it, and then he was saying they had to like go in both of his um legs, you know, in his calves yeah. through the veins and stuff. But he was saying that since he had that operation, that major, major operation like that, he just was saying, you know, he just feels off, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, he just say he does not feel like himself. He said he's trying to get back to himself, but he just does not. Feel like himself, you know, like his. Imagine, I can only imagine. Hopefully, I, yeah. you know, I will never have to experience something like that. Ooh, please God! Right now, it's making at this moment. Right now, it's making my chest hurt just thinking about it because I seen the scar that he. I mean, you know, the um, the closure, the enclosure, the closure where they did the the surgery at. He had um posted a picture of it. I didn't want to show it on here because it's very. And I don't want y'all to think the same way I'm thinking right now. Like, gosh, please don't let this happen to me. But you know. It was the scar looked like it was every bit of six inches, you know, long 
going down his chest, the middle of his chest, where they had to right. crack his chest open it to get the heart out to do the surgery on the heart. Oh, and that that's just so wild. You know, I, he's a trooper. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. In those kind of situations, you got to go through that part about being um, revived, and then when they, you know, when they put you to sleep. Yeah, I've heard people tell me that feels like it's that. So- Scary, yes, it yeah, is. When they, when they put you to sleep, it's because it's involuntary. You're being put to sleep involuntarily. It's not because right. you're tired. You didn't go lay down to go to sleep. They're putting gas in your system to make you go to sleep, and that could be the last time you're awake, and you won't right. know when you pass away because you already feel like in a state of gone because you don't right. know your sleep because you were forced. right. That's exactly what it is. Like I've been. Had- I've had some major surgeries, but not major to that effect. And it's just all right. It feels so airy when mm. you wake up and you just realize, um, you know, that you were under like for so long, because again, you know, they may tell you what's the expected time for you to kind of be under, but sometimes yeah. things happen and being yes. asleep for six or, you know, yes. eight longer. You have, that, oh. prepared, you have to get yourself mentally prepared for that. To it's know so, it's so spooky. So, right, that you were so out of it. I mean, you know, because of the drugs they give you, because of the gas they give you to put you out, that you were so out of it that you had no control over your body for the, uh, for a long period of time. Right. And, and might I add, and then when you wake up from that type of, you know, being yes, under that you type of through, You actually went through a trauma. You actually yes, went and when you when wake you up, Moni, it's just it's just like this feeling. It's just like, where am I at? Like you still, yeah. you probably don't really even recall the whole experience a lot of times to the next day. Like the two times I had to get a surgery, you know, you just kind of still be in this cloud. Mm-hmm. You know, people be talking to you. Of course, you be woke, you be responding and whatever. But everything is just like, and that was the part the I was telling because you remember when I was in the hospital in February, I was telling you that they was telling me that I might have to get surgery on my throat. Yes. To see why my throat kept closing up. And I was, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not a shaking person, so I wasn't really like, t- I was terrified of the notion, but I wasn't terrified of the surgery itself. But I was terrified of, you know, what I kept thinking in my head that wasn't, you know, it wasn't interacting in my head to the point that it was like, okay, I'm not going to do the surgery because I'm terrified. But it was still a scary thought to think that if they put me under, I might not wake up. Or if yeah, they can't get or if something goes wrong, I might not wake up. But I have yeah. no control over what happens at that point. Right. So when people, you know, of course, with today's medical technology, um, you know, a lot of those procedures are a lot more safer, but still, you know, we don't think those about thoughts, it all the time. But those thoughts. things do happen and they happen more often than we realize. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people go in for surgery and don't make it out. Yeah. And you know. don't make it out. And then also after the surgery, even a lot of times when you have a successful surgery, like that and thinking of him with a triple bypass, you are definitely high risk for you know complications and and infections and different things that oh my goodness mm-hmm. I'm beside myself yes prayers for James because he definitely we had fun that night we did. We <laughs> he definitely talked, did. yes he talked he had me laughing the whole entire we at, time what is that club called I can never think of the club I always want to give it a shout out I Damn. cannot. 
It's not. I cannot think of it. No, it's it's not. not. And you always call it that, but it's not. I always do because. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is that damn street name? Ridgely, ain't it? Yes, it's something and something bar and so it's like a two name, like something and something. I do remember that, but it was very nice. The bar, I enjoy sitting out the bag. Um, we was up there celebrating. Of course, it was the twins' birthday party, right? Yes, Erica and um, Eric and Erica. Right. And I didn't even know them, by the way. So mm-hmm. mind you guys, it's like my first time meeting them, meeting the crew, re-meeting some people um, that were affiliated elite, with the elite, 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 elite. <laughs> it was a nice time down there. Shout out to Elite because I hadn't been out in a long time and that was a very good experience. And, and one of the reasons I hadn't been out because I don't usually it's sad to say I don't usually have good experience when I go into those type of settings. That's like bar, you know, mm-hmm. dancing and stuff. I just don't enjoy myself, but I really enjoyed myself. And it was that's people how, that I was meeting like for the first time. Yeah, Elite is the bar where Porkchop from 92Q actually does his live, um, you know, he goes live from there all yeah, the time. Yeah, because he was DJing that night. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, James. That was my buddy that night. Oh. That, that's so funny because I had just, right before he called and told me that he had the heart attack, um, he, he we, we he was just talking on the phone about um, he wanted me to come see this property that he... Um, was involved in where he was doing his little, uh, not his little, but his um, his um, acting thing, um, and like um, where they do they film Tubi movies over here, the studio thing that he had, and he wanted me to come see it, and I didn't get a chance to come see it because the following week he called, him, yeah, that's happened. So get well soon, um, James. I mean, I know, like I said, the surgery went through successfully. He came out of it with, in good spirits. And it was just, you know, but it was just bizarre that all of that, all of that transpired. Like, it was like, what caused it? I still, you know, haven't got the chance to go through that with him, but I will. Uh, what happened? Why did it happen? What is going on in your life that's making you have these, you know, like, I, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. That's my friend. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> so I can maybe possibly help him change his his environment, change what he's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, with some of those things and you know, with those type of health issues and some, sometimes it doesn't be anything, you know, at all, unfortunately. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I want to get to the, you know, see what's going on in his life. Yeah, hoping that it's not that. I get what you're saying. One time that I've known him, what has it been, like five years maybe, for me, five, six years that I've known him. And that short time that I've known him, he's had two that led him to a bypass surgery. Right. But that's not, you know, that's not a good thing. Like something that you're doing is not doing it right. Right. But, we but that's you. what I was going to say. It may just be some malfunctions, or, you know, of his heart. I'm not going to necessarily say it's anything that he's doing. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, when you have those type of ailments or you know some malfunctions with that major body organ like that of course it can be you know different things in your life that you may be all indulging in that mm-hmm. of course would affect that but not necessarily so you know what i mean he could right 
just have, you know, some people is born, I don't want to say bad hearts, but yeah, that baby. That's why y'all better be grateful. Look, I'm ready to come with my slogan on here. <laughs> <laughs> but talk about it, Marnie. That's why I'm always screaming, you better live, honey. Mm -hmm. Because you just don't know. Mm, mm, mm. I can say shout out to shout out to Cody. Cody at YY in Glen Burnie, right on Richie Highway. He he always makes he always uh, <laughs> makes this funny joke that he um makes my love my mm, not makes my love. Mm. Ooh, um, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he always makes my sandwiches because you know YY makes some good sandwiches. He makes my sandwiches with love. And I was, oh, shout out to Cody. He's the nicest little <laughs> guy. And, 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 and whew, when I tell you, when them people come in there, they fall in love with this man. Mm. He got these pure, pure gray eyes that look like they look into your soul. Mm. And what location is this? Like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it no more. Thanks. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Oh, another shout out. Shout out to Mikey, also in Glen Burnie on Richie and Richie Highway. He just had another baby. I don't know what it was, though. I'm not sure if it was another daughter. He did. He does have a daughter already, but I'm not sure if it was a boy or a girl. But he had another baby last week. So congratulations on that. Um, do I have any more? Oh, I don't have one more shout out. I might get rid of this card because this card is holding my book from closing. <laughs> This lady that I met last week at um when I was picking up my mail, her name is Cardi Rhetoric. No, Red Reddick, just like the movie. Cardi Candy. Oh, damn, what did I say? Cardi. I got Cardi B on the mind. I was just watching her video. <clears throat> her name is Candy Reddick. She's the founder of Mindful Maroon, is a holistic healing and wellness platform that makes it easy and access to dope content and book verified healers and mystics. Interesting. If you want to check her out, her uh, website is Mindful Maroon. So that's Mindful Maroon, M-A-R-O-O-N. So Mindful, M-I-N-D-F-U-L-M-A-R-O-O-N.com. Check her out. I like this lady. She was, um, she's pretty cool. We were just talking about, um, actually, as a matter of fact, this um, kind of matches with you, Chastity, because she was at the Black Skate event. Was she? Yeah, when I was just telling her, I said, I said, I didn't go. You know, I didn't go. But, <laughs> but I had a representative there, you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you probably met her or not. And I was think there. I represented well. You so, so she was there as a vendor? I'm not sure if she was a vendor or not now that I'm thinking about it, but I think she was a vendor. Okay. Yeah. That, so that was Mindful Maroon, Candy Reddick. She's the founder. So shout out to her, like I said. So all right, let's shout out on. Candy. Shout out Candy on Halloween. <laughs> but um, Mindful Maroon. So let's move on to who else do I have to talk about? Because I'm going to save um, Fat Fat Forty Five for last. Who else do I have to talk about today? I did a lot of talking today. To the point that I had to get up and get some water. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> That's how my mouth is so dry at this moment. 
<clears throat> and see, I be telling you that all the time. That's why I have my water <laughs> on the show, and it just seems like it's never enough. All right, well, I guess this is this. I guess this will be the last story that I have then, because yeah, everything else that I have is about him. So, all right, let's get into it. Uh, where did it go? I'm not pull it over. I wouldn't put it past me for that. Oh, Molly, you don't have to bring it up on the, the next show. Remember, you had brought up that question of, you know, your friend would commit that crime. And that is, remember, you had sent that. You had oh, yeah. That. Mm. <clears throat> I forgot what the question was, though. I remember, but we're going to talk about that. So we've probably been that for a while. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do but that it, next. But it, yeah, but I, yeah, I tell you, but that was really interesting because I was really like, I don't know what I would do. Um, but just to rejuggle your memory, it was kind of like your friend committing a crime came and told you, and then y'all were looking at the news and seeing that someone had got locked up for the innocent person. Yeah, and it was like what you had told. What you? What, what would you do? Right, what would you do? Hmm. Would you, you want to see guys? I just didn't know. I wouldn't want to see my family member in jail, but I wouldn't want to see an innocent person in jail either. And I just was like, my mind was boggling, like, I don't know. All right. So the next topic is, um, yeah, I, I'm going to try. I, I got to figure out where um, the thing where I got that from. And then we can, um, yeah, definitely talk about that because that was a good one. <laughs> That was actually yes, our audience, audience um, imposed question. What was yeah. the, uh, it's, I would actually like some responses. Oh, damn, you know what I didn't do for this? I do have two emails that I received last week that I wanted to actually answer their question, asking for advice. Oh, I give great advice, by the way. Um, <laughs> so if you ever wanted to get some of my advice, look at my uh, my information is right there at the bottom. Email me at tlsandbexposedradio.com. Just... Um, Basically, if you want to be anonymous, put anonymous in the title. I won't read your email address or anything like that. Um, but if you don't want to be your name, you know, be out there. Just, you know, just say that I want this to be anonymous and then tell me your story. Be detailed. Give me all the information that's pertinent to the story because I don't want to have to be on here asking questions like, what happened there? Why didn't you tell me about this part? Did you do this? Did you do that? No, come on, be real detailed about what you want to be at, what you want to be told and said and asked about. Because then I'm gonna have questions for you that I, you might have to reply to me in the following week. So just be real detailed about your story in the beginning. So when I'm giving out my inf- giving out the advice that you're asking for, I can be clear and concise. Whew. Okay. That was a real big mouthful. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, wait. Where is Trump? I don't know where it is. All right. Let me fix this. I think I did this already, but I guess I didn't. And then this. And this. Okay, here we go. I was missing a title. So in the Trump world, let's get started with this bull. I wanted to end the show with this too because 
This, this might be in a full on onslaught onslaught on these people. So this story is about talk lately versus Trump's children, right? The Trump Trump children. That's what they are. There they are. Eric, Donald, Ivanka, and then their father. Them sons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> they're playing. They're they're uh, those three. Those three are all actually all four of them are set to testify in November. So starting tomorrow, with uh, all three, the children are testifying on different days. Uh, so you know what the the case is about. So this is the civil case that's being brought by um, Attorney General of New York, Letitia James. Um, uh, accusations to the former president had of inflating the value of his properties. You know, we already know that Judge Arthur Agoron previously ruled that Trump regularly lied on his financial statements in order to get these deals in cheaper, uh, you know, in the evaluations of his property so he could get cheaper loans and things like that, um, which is illegal. I mean, you know, we can't do it, so he shouldn't have been able to do it, but because he's supposed to be this expert. Uh, real estate tycoon, which is fraudulent and bullshit in itself, he um, did it anyway and got away with it for the most part for the past 20, 30, 40 years, right? So now here we are. Donald Trump Jr. is um, supposed to be testifying tomorrow, November the 1st. Eric Trump goes up on the stand on um, November the 2nd. And then Donald Trump himself will go up on my sister's birthday of November the 6th. And then here we go with Ivanka. Ivanka Trump is going to be testifying on my birthday of November the 8th. <laughs> I wish I could be, a, I want them to put, see, this is the thing that I'm having a problem with because I think they should be televised. We should have a set station where they're televising these cases because we're talking about, we're talking about the history. This is now history. It's not just that we're talking about Donald Trump, the real estate, you know, real estate, um, tycoon who's being sued by New York. We're talking about the history of it all because he is he is a former president of the United States of America. This has to go down in history. You know what? He's not John Joe, the plumber down the street. He is the ex, the former president of the United States. Everything that happens to him in his life here going forward will make it into an encyclopedia. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and still this looking not, like former president and still looking to be a presidential candidate. The next president. So all yeah. of this stuff has to go down in the history books. This is not like, like I said, you're not talking about me and you walking down the street, you know, doing DoorDash at night, working at schools in the morning. You know, we're not talking about people like us. We're talking about somebody that had the top job of the top country in the world. Now that's the, everything that happens to him. They're here going forward when he became for, the forty-fifth president of the United States. All of this stuff is being documented as a historian fact it, for historian factors to be put into history, into the history yeah. books, into everything that's happening today about Donald Trump will be studied and 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 and, and, and proffered as uh, educational tools for, for twenty years from now on what yeah. not to do on what not to be, on who not to be, and then seek the presidency of this country. That's the stuff that's going to go in the history books. So that's why when people say they're not paying attention to this, I'm like, okay, why aren't you? This is our top news. You might not like him, and you might not, might not want but you need to remember. 
so this stuff doesn't have to repeat itself on us. Donald been lying all his life. All his life. And the thing about these um, these three children that have to testify, two of them were current employees of the Trump organization. The only the only lucky part that had um, Ivanka is that she you know started her own business ventures and had the opportunity to get out of her th- her father's thumb, get out from under his thumb, and she left the Trump organization, right? But the only reason why she's being forced to testify now is because she has the experience of working under her father at the Trump organization. So right. she tried to get out of it, which is why she's now being last and relegated to November the 8th, the last one to testify. She tried to file suit to get out of it. The judge declined, you know, denied that claim saying, because she was like, I don't have anything to do with the Trump organization anymore. I don't work there anymore, which would have been a good excuse if we were talking about now. We're talking about the history of the Trump organization. Right. We're Not talking about them. And mind you, her business flopped just from having that association with her father and under that <laughs> Trump brain, her business flopped. But I did see something that was um in the news recently about just her, like how you were saying, just being kind of disassociated a little bit from the now and her actually like giving money or like to you know different charities, something that Trump would never do. Um <laughs> to give away money, but she is yeah, she seems to have a, a, a different type of heart i want to say mm-hmm. and, and certainly a different look because he, <laughs> she is definitely the best looking one of the children mm. i agree with you there <laughs> mm. just looking at this picture all i can think of is duh yes I, I said them sons honey Ugh. <laughs> the father donald trump jr the firstborn He's not a bad-looking child. Mm. He just gives me arrogance. Always, always, one hundred percent on arrogance, 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 arrogance. That's what he gives me. He's funny first looking. The one that's standing in the front of him, and the first one to the um, left. Now he gives me duh, like he um, his IQ is zero point one, <laughs> and he looks the most like Donald, right? <laughs> he just gives me like he was, you know left too long. He came out feet first from the womb and his head was stuck in the womb for a long period of time and he lost oxygen and the only thing he can say is duh. Not a breach baby. He came out sideways and he's been running all these sideways deals and shit with his father. (laughs) That's what it gives me. I don't even know what to say about them though, but um the question is, is will they perjure themselves? I'm sure they have a task on their hands because just thinking, you know, them being his children and that being his dad, they would have the law, I guess. I mean, they're being prepped. Of course, they're being prepped. They testified tomorrow, so they're probably doing mock trials. Yeah, hopefully, they're doing mock trials because why would you get up on that stage and not have somebody ask you all the questions that they believe that the, the, the uh, attorney general is going to ask, that the prosecution, not the prosecution, well, yeah, the, pros- um, the plaintiffs will ask. Like they should be doing mock, a mock setup on, you know, with each of those um, test- people testifying to see what they're going to say. And answer questions that they believe, you know, ask questions that they believe that the plaintiffs are going to ask them when they're up on the stand. Practicing how to lie and not how to say too much. 
<laughs> well, that's what they call preparation, but I agree with you, practicing how to lie. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think they, I, I mean, but that's probably the setup though, right? Because as far as Ivanka is concerned, she was not, she did not have a deposition done beforehand where they could ask these questions before at, you know, before this even came about, right? Where the mm-hmm. others do, because they are current employees of the Trump organization, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric, they both were deposed, right? So they've already asked them questions in relation to the Trump organization. Now, Ivanka, on the other hand, she's not an employee of the Trump organization, so she was never deposed. Mm. Questions that the I'm um, guessing it's going to give a whole bunch. I don't know. And, um, and that's what I'm saying. So these questions that the AG is going to be asking her will be the first time she's hearing them, and she will have to answer them on the sta- on the stand without even being prepped for them because she couldn't be prepped because there was no way for her to know that these questions were going to be asked. Right. It's going to be giving a whole bunch. I don't know. Um, certainly making sure I'm good. Come on now. I'm sure, I'm sure even, I'm sure they are being prepared. They are, they are in preparation as we speak Mm. still practicing what to say, how to catch certain words, how not to say too much, Mm -hmm. uh, how to basically respond, how to say I plead the fifth without actually saying I plead the fifth. That's what they're going to do. Exactly that part. <laughs> right. I think it's going to be But I agree with you, Monty. It, it, def- it should have definitely been televised. This is historic. This is something that needs to be shown to our nation. Like, this is a God yeah, right. of yeah, I mean, to our, to our, specifically to our nation, but to the world. Yeah. <laughs> because the world leaders need to see, uh, even world leaders need to know who they could possibly be dealing with if he is reelected. They need to know this. I mean, not that they don't know already that we had an asshole for a president for four years, but <laughs> at the same time. And a sly guy, because even the presidents from different countries and stuff who I guess had some type of liking for Trump. <laughs> they had their liking because I'm I'm sure when they you know got to engage or interact with him, they're like, oh, this guy crooked <laughs> like me. Exactly. <laughs> he crooked like me. Oh, you can do that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's shocking. And he kind of had and did develop relationships with presidents from different countries who had the MO, should I say. Of not being the most, you know, presidential, mm-hmm. like how he is, like you know, get over. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You talking about? Um, 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 I can't remember his name right now, but he was the prime minister of um, the UK. Uh, right. He was ousted though, um, so <laughs> right. He they had a racist. That's why I wish we had that kind of problem. I kind of wish we had that process here. I don't want it to be as severe as theirs because sometimes some people just need a chance. And once you give them a chance, they can either, you know, succeed or fail. But I don't, I don't, you know, their system is you don't, the party don't, you don't have the party support, you're out. Right. And I I mean, I actually kind of like that because it, it helps you prevent and gives the people more control over their government. Because the people have to then come back out and vote for a new prime minister every time that happens, which is, I like that. 
I don't think our country is capable of doing that. Let's, you know, let's be mm. Well, this is the this is the president that wasn't even capable of turning it over. Uh, <laughs> turning over that power, you know, how our country has been framed. If we did have a system like that, there would be no discussion on election interference and people trying to, you know, get in the way. Because if that's the case, we can just shut up for a little bit. I mean, you know, there would be no um, theft of an election, right? Because you really don't have an argument to, buy, you know, to fight over, seeing as though if you're not doing a good job for the people, we can get rid of you at any time. Right. Bye-bye. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that would kind of cause that would kind of cause for us to not have to worry about all of this fraud talk, this election fraud talk, because we can give you a chance. Whether you won, whether you stole the election or not, we can give you a chance. In five months, if you ain't doing right by us, we can get rid of you. And and that's just it, Monty. That's how I feel about Trump. Like, even, you know, in our country, okay, even when he was elected here as the president, I wasn't too fond of him. But I'm mm -hmm. thinking to myself, okay. Well, I was devastated. He, I can tell you that yeah, now. I was devastated. Because you, he was elected president on my birthday. I was devastated. Oh, you. That kind of like. <laughs> I was devastated. <laughs> Not on they my declared him the winner. On my birthday at 10, I think it was like 10 40 something PM on my birthday, we was all at the radio station having a pizza party, waiting for them to say um Hillary won. And it didn't go that way. Yeah, I was devastated. I concur. You wouldn't believe how fast that radio show that radio show got. I mean, we were broadcasting from 6:30 all the way to I was like. He won. Okay, I'm over this. Let's go. The show is over. We're ending. Send the credits up. It was like, as soon as they said he won, we shut down. Ain't no more broadcasting. I don't want to see this man. I'm not going to... No. Mm -mm. Not oh, my network. <laughs> right. But his whole reign, like I was saying, like when he first got elected, of course, right, I was devastated. I wasn't too fond of him. But of course, you know, the democracy of our country, how I was like, okay, he's the president. Even though I never called him my president, because anytime people would bring him up, I'd be like, oh, you're president? I never mm. really claimed him at all. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But it was kind of that, like what you were saying. Okay, give him a chance. You know, he's the name, he's the president. Say this real quick, because we're running out of time too. Um, we get we can continue to talk about him in a second, but um, I want to throw this thing here real quick because something it just popped across my screen about University of Maryland Medical Center that the second pig heart transplant patient dies at University of Maryland Medical Center after showing signs of organ rejection. Oh, getting a new heart. Yeah, I'm going to read Lawrence Fawcett, the 58-year-old who in September became the second person in history to receive a genetically modified pig heart transplant at the University of Maryland Medical Center, died Monday after starting to show signs of organ rejection. Fawcett, who was dying of heart disease when he received the transplant September 20th. Okay, so he was already going to pass away. I mean, you know, this was experimental anyway. Um, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, but it, it, he he knew there was a possibility of it. Right, of, he was already basically in in grave condition. Yeah, that, and he just was taking this chance to see to see if it if would be his life. 
It says, Mr. Fawcett's last wish, uh, last wish was for us to make the most out of what he, uh, what we have learned from our experience, so others may be guaranteed a chance for a new heart when a human organ is unavailable. I, yeah, I like that. It, it says the. Um, Oh, it was a lot of doctors. He then told the team of doctors and nurses who gathered around him that he loved us and we will miss him tremendously. Oh, oh, that goes to show that, you know, they got his doctors on his nurses got, you know, they actually they actually made a relationship with this man because of this experiment. Right. And just probably the experience overall, because I'm sure he was a patient, you know, being treated there for his heart before this procedure, but a pig heart? No, sir. Mm -hmm. But 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 rest in peace. I guess you I guess when you add your your wits and you'll you know try anything. Well but they all they do say, I mean they do say about the organs of the pig is that their their organs are the closest match to human organs that they have ever studied. You know, out of all the animals that they have studied in that fashion, that the the organ of a pig the organs of a pig are the most and closest to, you know, besides an ape, you know, in, in, in the ape family, they're the closest to a match to a human. Wow. So I, yeah, I read the theory on this um, a while, a long time ago about pig hearts and, you know, because they already use um, other pieces of pigs when they're like grafting, um, um, tissue to like close up veins and things like that to do sutures, the internal sutures and things like that. They use those organs. Most of those things, those prosthetic parts come from pigs. Mm. So we're already doing it. The, 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 and I can see where they were going because the technology and the science was already being developed when they was using like cartilage and things like that. You, you know, a lot of that stuff is that the, um, when you get that BBL, they'd be using pig stuff to, you know, to do the fill-ins and stuff like that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Shoot. And I guess that's the, the ass, the ass probably fat from somewhere else on your body or fat from artificial fat. Right. Well, I will never go into the knife again. I try to get a little fat removed from my stomach, baby, and that's definitely botched. All right. Last thing that I wanted to talk about tonight was Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz. Mm. I didn't even know they were dating. Me either. <laughs> So apparently after dating for two years, they got engaged. So congratulations to them. They're getting getting married after two years of dating. Apparently they went public with their relationship in August of 2021. Oh. And I, I didn't even know it. Hmm. Mm. Well, this isn't a good picture of Channing. Look, this is all I could get from this. <laughs> But I I do, I, this is, but this is the only picture I could find that was cute enough for them being together. Yeah, <laughs> like, not, not always though. Channing was like cute, but not so much in this photo. Not in this picture, I don't get cute but in this picture. I, remember, I used to think he was he was kind of um, racially ambiguous. I didn't know if he was black or white. <laughs> right, right, because he kind of gives has that exotic look, you know, for. Right. <laughs> for, for a white man, I know he has some stronger features mm. that you wouldn't even really associate. Uh, what a white man, but yeah, and congratulations. Was he, he, he was, his mannerisms back in the day when he first came out, his mannerisms was given very much. 
I be around a lot of black people. <laughs> I hang around black people. When he was doing Step It Up, the, the movie uh, was it Step It Up or Step Up or something like that with um with his um ex-wife now, his now ex-wife. Um what was her name? Shoot. What's Tana Titan? Damn. She's the prettiest woman I've ever seen in my life. As far as stars go, anyway. But Zoe, Zoe is very pretty. She's very pitch pretty. Jenna. Jenna, um, what was this? What's her name? Jenna, um, Jenna Dewan. Dewan. Okay. Yeah, that's his ex-wife. Um, and that was the when she was in the movie. They um they met in the movie together that they did together. Um what was that movie called? Gosh, I'm having a brain fart everywhere today. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was right there. What was the movie called? Um, it was. It was called Step Up. Okay. It was one of those like dance movies. Okay. And I think they have a baby together. They have two children together, if I'm not mistaken. Because she doesn't, she's our age, and I and she doesn't give in her face. She doesn't give our age. I always thought she was like a, a younger girl, but she's actually um, our age in her forties, her early forties. Is she white, Jenna? Yeah, she's white. Oh, that's rare for white. <laughs> I don't have a picture. Let me see if I can show it to you real quick. I was ready to say that's that's rare for a white woman because you know he always give older. Matter of fact, I'll give you. I'll show you her picture with them two together because this is a good picture of both of them together and then we have to go oh no it's always a fun time with you on here Marnie <laughs> I really appreciate you inviting me on to oh, be a guest and discuss some of these topics it's always a fun time and of course when you're having fun you always run it's out of time. Done. Yeah, yeah, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see if I can get it up fast enough. Ooh, it takes so much time to do this, but I want to hurry and get it up. And get it up. So you can see who we're talking about. Of course, the picture don't fit. Always <laughs> <laughs> something. So they've been dating, you said, since what, 2021? And then they just recently got engaged? Yeah. Um, within the past week, they got engaged. All right, so I just I found the picture that I want to let me show you. Um, it actually cut him out, but that's okay. I wanted to show you her anyway. <laughs> it, wasn't about, it really wasn't about him. All right, here we go. Oh my goodness, my whole screen to fall. Look, I'm losing my voice. 
Mine's is coming back slightly. That's the ex-wife. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. Right? They have like a mm, a similar look. Yes. So he I likes what he likes. I love her. She played in the um on, in one of my shows that used to come on. It got can't one like another canceled show, and I do believe it was on Lifetime. But it was like the remake or the television version of the Three Witches of Eastwick. What you know, the original movie had Cher and um and Jack Nicholson, and they did a remake of it with her and um two other young two other ladies being the three witches and um another character playing John um Jack Nicholson's character and it was really good I love that show and it but it got canceled after two I think it was like two seasons they did but it got canceled but it was really good it was really good but because that was one of my favorite movies from back in the day the three witches of Eastwick especially with that, that scene with the cherries and they made that lady throw up all them damn cherry seeds <laughs> Yes, that was my favorite scene. Let me look that up. I need to get me into a good movie on Halloween night. Oh, the Three Witches of Eastwick. Yes, it would be a good. That would be a good watch tonight, right? (laughs) Yes, indeed. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening. This has been Talk Lately. Thank you, Chastity. We um we will be back on here on Thursday, this Thursday at seven p.m. for you. Better live, which has real the Empress Lady Cake Mix. Okay, you got it right. <laughs> right here on Be Exposed Radio and Be Exposed Media. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back next Tuesday with another whole new show with a whole new uh, list of talk lately versus cases. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Oh, why am I never prepared to leave? <laughs> it's giving, <and> don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.